that's it. That's over. I what? will not be using that bathroom anymore. Uh, I won't be going back in there. Uh, what did you the bath- do? There's a bathroom. You know, the bathroom right out my, outside of our office? Yeah. You know, the little one. It's a kind yeah. of tiny sink. Yep, yep, yep. That's where I like to go. Yeah. It, it's yeah. the pastoral bathroom. I can't go back in there. Why? Because I was just in there, and a bald, meaty spider was crawling across the top of the tank. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm still, like, really struggling with that. So, yeah. I won't, uh, won't be going back in there. That's okay. the end of that. So, uh... Well, you had Ladies a good run. bathroom, here I come. Uh, that's weird. It's really nice now, too. It's all fixed up. Yeah. Wait, how many times did you go in there? What do you mean? Well, I guess you just would have seen it, because we're doing all the renovations, so yeah, never mind. Yeah, well, I've never seen a spider in that bathroom, ever. And, uh... Well, I mean, it's not like you're in there often. The The bathroom? I thought you were talking about the ladies' bathroom. Bro, what's wrong with you? Follow. <laughs> Follow kind of Get off your phone. Stop, I'm not on my you, phone. Stop looking at texts. Okay, well, I mean, I'm looking yeah, at texts. I can tell what you're doing. I'm trying mm-hmm. to play like you're not. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that. I just, I don't. Uh... Hey, you know what, I, you know what I'm, I'm doing? I'm trying to sell those congas. Yeah. And uh, so I put it on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, how'd it go? And uh, it's so fun because I always see... Like TikToks, and I see uh, like screenshots on Facebook of what people go through when they try to do this. Mm. And yeah, it's exactly what everybody says happens. Is uh, this still for sale? And I'm like, yeah, nothing. They never come back. Oh, that's amazing. Or they're like, they come on and they're like, I'll give you $60. I'm like, nah, it's, it's, it's 200 bucks. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I haven't gotten anybody being rude yet. So I'm, I'm hoping for some, I'm hoping some from real, some, some really rude, nasty interactions. That'll be funny. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. And then you're just, why are you looking forward to that? Just so you can... it's funny. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I don't, because it, it would make me laugh. Mm, I don't feel like you're trying to pick a fight. No, 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 no. I've been very nice, been very, you know, professional, very, very That friendly. sounds like you. Yeah. You know, I try to be chill, try to be cool. Okay. But uh, yeah, but it's been yeah. So far, um, all the stereotypes are coming true. But mm. I want to see some of the ugly ones. There you go. There you I go. I saw some. I saw some uh, just the other day. Uh, people were showing these these terrible interactions on Facebook Marketplace, and this lady was like, "Hey, um, I I I can give you one hundred and fifty dollars for it." And the guy's like, "It's fifteen hundred dollars." And she's like, it's just 10% off. And he goes, no, that's 10% of what I'm asking for. This is a $2,000 computer. I'm trying mm-hmm. to sell for $1,500. She's like, listen, this is what my son wants for Christmas. We can't afford $1,500. Are you going to ruin his Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the heck? <laughs> and then he torched her. So, mm. uh, you know, it was... Uh, it was something. So, how you doing this weekend? Is is this weekend been... Uh, is it going all right? I mean, it ended well. Okay. It ended well. Um I mean, I had a, uh, as you know, I've been working on some contracts, working on some deals, some dealios with some large multinational global corporations. Yep. Yep. And uh, one of them, I got a verbal deals done. Okay. But nothing ever means anything yeah, to that's me right. until you I see the contract. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to send you the award letter next week. I'm like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. And the contract. <laughs> like, well, you know, it takes us a long time to go through that process. Like, probably should have started it four weeks ago then. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. It's just how they go. I mean, they do take a long time. It, you know, things drag out and there's a bunch of legal and yeah. involved and everyone's, you know, it's just, the, it is what it is. Because even if you really are eager to do it, it you got to go through all the right steps oh, and hoops. Oh, right? I mean, for this, for this company, um, 
I could have started up within like eight weeks, but, and they're in a, from what I'm gathering, a bad situation. Okay. Like, and I'm like, I could be up in eight weeks. Let's go. And they go, can't. I go, what? You're losing a lot of money. A lot of money. How is it? They're like, our onboarding is six months minimum. And that's just all, that's what they had to do. And that was them rushing it. Yeah. Wow. Was six months. So I can't, even though I'm doing all this, I can't officially start until uh, like March of 2023 because just can't. There's Yeah. There's no, there's no room for you. So even though it's like they need it, they desperately need it. I, they, I, I can't. Well, you know, some people come in like Elon and just start making changes real quick, you know, but other times you got to have, yeah. uh, you know, you've been watching that. It's, I've been watching it been, as much as possible. It, only because it's like, I mean, it's funny to me. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's what, it, you know, it's just funny. It's, I mean, it's a, it's such a huge purchase. It's so big. I can't fathom, you know, billions of dollars in, mm-hmm. in purchasing something. And then, you know, homeboy walks in with a sink, you know, he's being cheesy. And he comes in and he, you know, he, he lets the, the executive team go. One of those, I think that one lady was on Joe Rogan one time uh, from legal. Anyways, uh, just to see him coming in and making changes. I'm not saying it's going to be good, bad, better, mm-hmm. or worse, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certainly, uh, I'm certainly watching with interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I find him eminently fascinating. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll finally get that blue check. For eight dollars a month, <laughs> I'm not paying eight bucks a month. <laughs> now it's going to be like a joke for everybody to have. Well, not everybody, just to get it, and it's going to be. I mean, at that point, it's it's meaningless. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, you should, you, there should be a, a basis upon which you're recognized as you know the actual person that they would say, "Oh yeah, this is you're verified, you're whatever. It's fine. Just do that. Whatever it is, do your thing." And then if people want to pay for something extra, fine. don't let them pay. Yeah, yeah. No, whatever. But I think it's just good, like like get rid of all these bots you know get rid of all these things that are so yeah it'll be fun i don't know uh i'm not a big fan of twitter i don't really enjoy it that much i know every time i go on i'm just like i just everybody you know what it is it it, it's not it's not just that it brings out the worst in people that i see it brings out the worst in me yeah because like i see like even like dean or dean or dean lentini put up a twitter thing about he's like i was gonna do a hot take and uh, I was like, okay, who cares? And he was like, yeah, here it comes. And he basically put the three best, you know, basketball players up, and Jordan was number three. And it was just like, it, you know, it was just, I just felt like the reasoning was wrong and dumb. And uh, but who cares, <laughs> right? I'm not even a sports guy. Uh, but now, but for some reason, I got tagged in it, and so like, I've got like. I had to I had to mute Dean. I had to mute a friend. <laughs> I didn't have to mute James White. Well, I mean, I have, but I mean, I wasn't muting a guy that was like you know stirring up controversy. I had to mute a guy that I like uh, because he's just going off on something that was really dumb. So Dean, I muted you. <laughs> I still think he's muted. I probably need to unmute him now. It's probably over. I just don't want to hear anymore about them other people. People just they go they go for it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't I don't like I don't like and Jordan played basketball. Yeah, that's what I said. No, I'm just making sure you understood. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Whatever. It's got the diamond. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jen and I watched every Bulls game back in the day. Oh, really? We watched, yeah, every Bulls game we possibly could. Um, we were married and just, yeah, 97. And uh, before that we were watching, but I mean, that 
that was a, such a special season. It was uh, it was thrilling. All right. Well, listen, we're here. Uh, we're going to wrap up the conversation that we started uh, yesterday mm. on, you know, how do people try in churches, denominations, how do we try to build healthy churches and how, what should we really be doing? Yep. And so we talked about some common approaches that, uh, Overvaluate is that the word? Uh, sure. Overvalue. Overvalue. Yeah. Uh, you know certain things that are important, but don't ultimately make a church healthy. Uh, you know, we talked about systems and staffing, vision and values, branding, budget, buildings, personalities and passions, and we ran out of with ways of alliterating, so we stopped mm -hmm. there. Um, <laughs> and I think really, I think the, the the mentality behind that is there is, and I see this in church planters, I see this in in leaders, Christian leaders. They think if I build it, they will come. To steal yeah, from the famous movie, right? If I just build it, if I they're, then they're going to come. When, Which was about? Uh, it was about. Uh, it was about sports ball. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a baseball movie. <laughs> Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams. I know. Come on. All right, all right. Um, but really, like we should think about it more in terms of Jesus builds the church, and we are the ones who come. Right. Like it's like we're coming along to participate with what Jesus is doing. Mm. And so, you know, as, as we've talked about, you know, we've taught at the church. We did a conference for our church here we've, where we touched on some of this stuff. And I think that we can we could probably break it down and say on the principal level, the critical things that three of the critical things we need to focus on are, are, are three doctrinal components. Right. And that is the doctrine of the church. Uh, the message of the church and the mission of the church. And I think, you know, the degree to which we have clarity on these three things is going to reflect uh, a healthy direction that the church should be taking. Now, when we talk about the doctrine of the church, I'm not referring to all of the doctrines that we believe. I'm referring to the doctrine of the church. What's that word? That theological word. Ecclesiology. 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 Man, that is a neglected doctrine. Lots oh, of, yeah. lots of, what's funny, you know, what's funny is I saw this, especially in church planters, church planters who should have put great efforts into having a deep and comprehensive understanding of ecclesiologies, of ecclesiology. That was oftentimes the area that they winged more than anything mm. else. They were <laughs> like, why, why would they, yeah. Is it just lack of training? Is it lack of understanding? Is it a, a sense of this is not important? It's going to kind of, it'll work itself out in the end. Like, wh why would that be something that was lacking for church planters? That it was lacking was really clear. Why, I think, maybe depends on various people. But I honestly think it was, um, it was a, it, it was a value of pragmatism over principles, right? It's like, oh, pragmatism, getting it done. They, they really looked at ecclesiology as a way of getting things done, a way of doing things as the church um, instead of having it really you know, fleshed out. So a lot of church planters, they're not confessional. They don't have a background that really unpacks ecclesiology. Mm. Um, and so like do you, even getting, getting a lot of these guys to define terms, like well, define, to explain what the church is. What, what, what is, when the New Testament uses the word church, and what's that word, right? It's ecclesia. Uh, what, does that church, what does that word mean? And then, and then how is it applied to the church? What are the various ways in which it's, it's applied to the church? Most of them aren't prepared to do that. And mm. so, you know, you've got to define what a church is. And then you have to, like, ultimately explain, like, well, what, what is it that makes a local church a local church? Yeah. And uh, I, I found that many of them 
aren't equipped to do that, they'll get a couple of things, right? Um, but yeah, I think it's pragmatism. A, a lot of it is just pragmatism. And this is one of the areas this was humorously reflected is in the whole intinction debate. Oh, right? here we go. That was always fun here for us. Here he goes. I knew you are going to go down this yeah, road. Well, it's, it's a funny example, right? Because, you know, it's not a first order doctrine, right? It's, you know, it's, it's a way of observing communion. Uh, but intinction is where you dip bread in a cup of wine and then just eat the bread eat the soggy wine-soaked bread. Like an animal. Yeah, like some kind of like you know pagan animal. Um, and so, you know, it's not really, that's, we don't do that. And, uh, and so that, 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 that's been a debate in Presbyterian circles much longer than it has been in, in Baptist circles. But with the rise of church planting and all these new churches and new traditions getting started, they started doing that. And by and large, the reason they do it is not based on any principle. It's because it's pragmatic. It's easier to set up where a church plant uh, and then we get the, the, they like the image of there being one cup. We're all, you know, dipping mm. into one cup. Well, it was great. But um, yeah, it wasn't really built upon principles as much as it was pragmatism. So I think that's the issue. Mm. So when we're talking about the, you know, the, the doctrine of the church, we're saying like, well, you know, what is a church and then what makes a church a church, right? So if we say a, a, what makes a church, I mean, what, what is a church, right? It is a, a local church would be an assembly of believers who are um, organized together under uh, the, the the word of God as they are led by, you know, elders um, seeking to make disciples, right? I mean, we, we could, and we're just riffing here, but the, the idea is it's a local church is, is, is a gathering or an assembly of Christians who are covenanted together um, under really under, under, word and sacrament are under the lordship of christ however you want to put that and but what i think what is helpful for us to do is something that we do here a lot at redeemer with our people that are coming in when we're onboarding people uh or when we're taking them through orientation we say well what makes a church a church are like five different things that we tend to talk about right Ooh, yeah um now historically you know when we've looked at like guys like luther calvin and the, the reformation they looked at two things that um that made you if you didn't have these two things you didn't have a church right so you had to have the word rightly preached yep and then the sacraments rightly administered yeah right like the, those are those are the that's it if you have that you have a church but of course though and even the reformers would make this point like well to have that well you would have to have leadership yep there's got to be right well i mean it even says rightly preached rightly yep. administered so there is in it, inherently it's there built has in. Be, there's built in there has to be organization yep. and structure and with that got to have discipline you got to have yep. a way of practicing discipline yep so all of this ties together so there's really there's more than that right so there's different ways of putting this together like you got nine marks you got those guys that got nine of them <laughs> yep, yep right so they got nine marks uh we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about five here right we'll just do we'll do this briefly so you gotta have the word rightly preached jimmy what comes to mind when you think of the word rightly being preached well i would say the proclamation of the gospel every week okay but does it have to be gospel i mean can't it just be like doesn't it all point to jesus does it have to though yes <laughs> yes you know what i'm, I'm okay, gonna go i'm gonna, gonna go, go out on a limb it's pretty extreme yeah, we're gonna go ahead and go okay. on a limb and say yes it's all got to point to Christ. yeah that is how we view it i mean we we, we believe in expository preaching right so you, yes you open up the bible you're in a particular text you go to seek to understand what that text says what it means uh how it relates to the rest of scripture and we want to see how it ultimately directs us to jesus right we're expository yep. preaching in in that sense so we're always looking to to see how this directs us to christ and really, when we're talking about the word being rightly preached, 
included in that is an understanding of proper theology, right? Mm. To rightly preach the word would imply, oh, we have good doctrine. We have a a properly formed uh, body of divinity. So you got to have that. You're not going to have a church unless the word is rightly preached, right? Because that is like the fundamental thing that the church does is it preaches and proclaims the revelation of God. Uh, But you also have to have the sacraments rightly administered. And now, thankfully, we got two, not three, because that third one would be a deal breaker for me, I think. Would that be a deal breaker uh, for you? Foot washing? Yep. Nah, I'm not doing <laughs> you that. You doing that? I don't know. Well, if Jesus said I had to, I would. But boy, uh, I would probably struggle with an attitude. Um, <laughs> All right, Peter. Yeah, I'm just not. For a oh, different reason. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I don't like, I don't even like my feet. So, uh, <laughs> so for the sacraments, you were talking about baptism and the Lord's Supper. Yep. Right now, yep. to rightly administer them means, I think, for all Christians, it means well, they are under they, the leadership of of the officers of the church. Yeah, right. This is this happens by uh, church leadership, right? Their oversight, and so it's a local church thing. This is baptism and Lord's supper supposed to happen in, in the context of the church. Um, and I think we would all agree that they are rightly administered when they are understood to not be. Uh, saving graces, graces mm. that actually save or take away sin, but they are symbols of grace yep. and a means of grace. Yep. Uh, they they are a picture of our redemption. They point us to Christ, uh, but our sins are not taken away. We're not cleansed by these things. Uh, they are expressions of the gospel. So it's a preaching of the gospel. I think Presbyterian, Lutheran, Baptist, we agree on that. Where we disagree then is like, well, who are the proper candidates? Maybe we disagree on that. Some would say infants and mm, believers yeah, in, yeah. Their, in their children. Others would say not only believers. But you got to have the sacraments rightly administered. And I, I'm happy to say, you know, it, that uh, where we disagree here, you're still a church. If if we if differ yes. on these things, we're not. We don't think you're not a church. Um, but uh, but misunderstandings and abuses of these things, the more serious they are, create more and more problems. Right. So you know. Uh, the pedo baptists would say well, you're creating a problem by not baptizing the children of believers and we would say well you're creating a problem by baptizing unbelieving children and uh but we would both say but the pedo communion is is bonkers <laughs> yep right so whatever um so yeah you want to administer those and then that gets into like how you do it what you do it so the word rightly preached the sacraments rightly administered you got to have leadership yeah that's biblically formed right so uh, there's only two offices we don't we don't need we don't have tons of officers in in the new testament that's right elder deacon boom done Done. there you go nice and easy mm-hmm. i had a guy one time tell me uh, he was he was trying to coach me well he was coaching me he was a pastor at a large church and uh we're talking about elders and everything and uh he's like i don't have elders i mean he's like i don't have deacons i'm like you have elders but you don't have deacons he's like nah i'm like well, why not and he's like because if you have deacons they got to have meetings and if deacons have meetings they cause problems so we just don't have that But what was the problem being caused, or at least an example of a problem that could be caused? I didn't ask. I was just like, you do know that, like, literally, the, like, the Bible literally says that there, there are, are two offices. Yeah, there are two offices. We have elders and deacons, and that we're supposed to like, have both. Like, what? And he was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of like what what is the issue that's going to come up? Like, oh, oh because oh, they're going to try to take authority from us. Yeah, yeah apparently, this guy. The, Sounds like major Everyone control had, freak. Well, uh, and it sounds like he had a bad experience. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That, that's usually what happens. Somebody has a really bad experience. He's with got his origin. Yeah, he's, yeah he, his origin story where he became the villain. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I began. But you got to have. They right? wanted to paint the sanctuary. It's so. It's so funny that. Uh, 
the 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 I would okay. It's it's, it's a rabbit trail. I no, won't go, go ahead, down. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Just like I've been in churches where you have to vote on everything. Like we want to replace the color of the, we want to replace the carpet. Well, we got to vote on every aspect of it, like color of the carpet and all of that. Who's doing it? Budget, you know, and um, and that's just you know we just we we just redid the whole sanctuary and uh, we had a designer who happens to be a member of our church work with our ministry assistant. They put together a whole scheme and the and the elders looked at it and went. That's amazing. Let's do that. And that was the end of it. Done. And there are, there, there's going to be some people that don't like some of the choices. Most of the people are going to love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be fine. Nobody, but nobody's going to have a fit. Yeah. All right. Leadership, right? Elders who are ministers of the word, ministers of prayer. I have already heard one complaint. Oh, so have I. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, didn't like that we painted one part of the wood. Don't like the black offering box. Heard that. Oh, yeah. now I've heard that. I heard... Did you think? Did you did you consider for the uh, the flooring? What's going to happen in the winter? Or is someone going to like yeah. mop it up in between services? Yeah, we've already we've considered yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah, we might have a we'll probably have a runner. Like there's all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that's the only not thing a complaint. I heard. That's just a, that's a concern. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah concern. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, you have to have elders that are that are uh, preaching, teaching, leading, shepherding, right? And so, like, this really means you have to be able to define what an elder is and does. Mm. Um, from our perspective, we believe a, a biblically formed elder team means that they all operate uh, in parity, right? So they all have equal authority. They work together in as much unity as possible, yep. moving things forward. Um, but they are not just decision makers. They are shepherds of people and they're responsible for guarding the teaching, the doctrine and the health of the church. Boom. We've got deacons who are serving the church, right? Meeting needs. They're uh, taking care of the congregation. Yeah. Hands they're physically. On. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, they're they, some of them teach or, or preached, but that's not a necessary nope. requirement. Nope. Nope. Uh, some of them have no desire to do that at all, but they are all hands on ministers to people uh, in need. And so that's what we call them ministers of mercy. Mm. Got to have discipline that is gracefully practiced, right? Ooh, Church yes. discipline. Very important. I like that, that, that distinction. Gracefully yeah. practiced. Got, discipline is already a hard thing. It's difficult. So you want to practice it gracefully. That doesn't mean that it doesn't, it's not painful. It, it is. Doesn't mean it's not difficult. Yeah. And we've done whole episodes on, on church discipline, right? But we're talking about, you have to be willing to hold members accountable when they go wayward into serious or sustained sin that becomes a danger to themselves or others, right? Where you got to step in and yep. say, Hey, listen, there's rebuke, there's correction, there's help, right? There's assistance. There is, you, know, you walk with them. If you're not willing to discipline your people, you're, your, your, your sin is going to fester. People are going to be unhealthy. If you pr- try to practice discipline without grace, then uh, the sin will be uh, on the leadership's end mm-hmm. in terms of being oppressive, uh, bullying, uh, cruel, and whatnot. So you, 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 this is another thing. And and all and the reformers would be like, yes, word, sacraments, leadership, discipline, boom, 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 boom. That's good. We're done. We like to say there's another one. Yeah, the there, mission. There we go. The, we like we we always say that the mission of the church should be shared by all. Right? Now this doesn't mean that everybody has the same level of responsibility, but it means that we as a congregation recognize that we have a mission. We'll talk about that, but we have a mission and it's all of our responsibility to cooperate together for the fulfillment of that mission in whatever role God is is equipped. We're us, all called right? to join in on that. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. In some way, in some form. Uh and for us, I mean we we believe the mission of the church is to make disciples. Yeah. That's let's just let's just talk about that, right? Mm. Like the the mission of the church, like that is 
if you don't have clarity on the mission of the church, you can't be a healthy church. Yeah. Like, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to have a poster that says what it is in every room, but it does mean that you have clarity on what the mission is. There's a lot of confusion about what the mission of the church is. Um, and this is reflected in in mission statements that many churches have and the way that people talk about it. And really smart people disagree on what the mission of the church is. Right? Some people have a very narrow definition yep. of what the mission of the church is, and I think ours is on the narrower end of things. Other people have a much more broad definition yeah. of what it is. And it would include what we say, but it would include a lot more. Such as? Uh, well, like we would say that the mission of the church, like you just said, is to make disciples. In fact, the way we phrase it at Redeemer yeah. is we make disciples as disciples. So that's the mission of the church. Other people would say, yeah, it, it, it making disciples is central to the mission, but it's not the only mission. We're also supposed to be um, feeding the poor, um, clothing the naked, that, that, that those are also a part of the mission. And so the, what we've said is, you know, from, from our understanding of, of scripture, that the, the, the mission itself is one thing and we get this from matthew 28 we, we get this from i mean really we get this from colossians 1 28 29 we get this from a lot of places but the mission of the church is to make disciples that is the mission it is singular it is simple now that's not the only thing we do though yeah we do a lot we do a lot yeah and we're called, i mean it's, it's worked itself out in in various ways yeah like churches do a lot of things and uh but there is one primary thing that we do that takes precedence over everything else and in fact the mission being to make disciples and how do we do that well we primarily do that through the preaching of law and gospel right um we do that through this ongoing process of, of, of the communion of the saints and relationships and we we have a whole paradigm where we talk about table pulpit square, square where we work all of that out but the main thing is is uh making of, of, of disciples and if that, when when you embrace that as the mission, it then allows the secondary issues to have their proper place and function. Mm. So, you know, like there are aspects of of, of of cultural issues and politics that we have to address. Uh, there are issues in our culture that we will seek to step into, uh, whether that's, you know, feeding the, the hungry or clothing the sick or maybe... Uh, protesting against the evils of abortion or setting up a, a pregnancy care center. Like there's a there's human trafficking, disaster relief, like whatever. There's a lot of things that we can do. And the it is the, the call to make disciples of all nations that ultimately feeds into that because we do those things as disciples. Mm. So it's a part of the life of a disciple is we love our neighbors and we do these things. We just like to say at Redeemer, or at least I like to say that our mission is to make disciples and then as disciples, we do a very a variety of other things based on our context, calling, the needs that arise. And those are going to vary from church to church, yeah. uh, from Christian to Christian. Mm. Um, it's really, I think for me, it's more about focus and it's about emphasis and it's about energy. Where does the bulk of your energy go as a church? Does it go to a social problem or does it go to making disciples and so somebody would say well you, you shouldn't separate the two i'm like well I, you have to because you have to they're not the same thing i i at least the way i understand it i want our people to um to see that as a disciple they they step into this they live life as a disciple in the world and so they're voting they're interacting they're doing these things and then churches can then choose how they want to be engaged in a secondary manner yep. uh, into those issues as well that's totally fine but 
I think that's got to be the, the energy, the focus of the church. And the healthiest churches that I know have a very clear emphasis and energy on the gospel, on making disciples. And then out from that come uh, these you know, other secondary works and causes that are a beautiful complement to the preaching of the gospel, right? Mm. It's like the doctrine, the gospel uh, uh, that accords with godliness, right? It, it produces that. And then it comes, brings us to the other one, right? So we need a proper doctrine of the church. We need a proper doctrine of the mission. We also need a proper doctrine of the message, right? Yes. Uh, church has a message. Uh, the mission is what we do. The message is what we say. Yeah. And uh, it, we, sh it should be really excited that we have a message. And I think uh, most churches, I think they, they like the idea of having a message, but there's not a lot of uniformity on what that message is. I mean, some churches like one of the I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the competing messages. I mean, for us, you know, we know the message is the gospel. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It is the life, death and resurrection yeah. of Jesus. Right. right. And you could phrase that in so many different ways. So many it's different one ways. message, but it's multifaceted. God loves sinners. Yep. He forgives sinners through his son, Jesus Christ. Like we are we are hell bound and spiritually dead, but God will rescue us and make us alive. Mm. You know, he he, he recovers. Uh, he redeems us and then recovers our purpose, right? Like there's all these different ways. The, 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 the whole, like the whole good news of restoration. Yeah. Right. Like there's so much there and it's such a beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful message. Why is it? I struggle. Like I, I, and, and I don't know. I'm not trying to sound arrogant oh, and I hope it doesn't come off. Sounds so arrogant right now. But why would you want any other message? Like what other message is so captivating is so important. What other message is like, somehow surpasses that message. Yeah, I, I'll tell you why I think it happens. I think sometimes it happens because we're bored with the message that we've been given. Mm. And, I, and I, listen, and I said this on Twitter one time, but some people freaked out. Most people tended to agree in, in my little circle. But I think the reason that we, we begin to uh, prioritize another message is because we are burdened about that message. Maybe we feel like nobody else is talking about that message. Mm. Uh, it's an important message. Mm. And uh, so like, let's get going. But I really think like that, and that's not wrong for you to address other issues and to have things say, we say a lot of things. We do a lot of things as a church and we say a lot of things as a church. But our message, the central message, what we give our energy to, what we're known for, that needs to be the gospel. And if it isn't the gospel, I think it's because we somehow got bored with the gospel either through, you know, um, well, I mean, I don't, there'd be too many reasons as to why that could happen. But I think Christians in general can get bored with the gospel mm. when we when it, it becomes detached from our own heart and experience, and then we we something else is happening that is you know uh, considered sexy or exciting or troubling, and so now it's all about like you know the the message is you know America is corrupt and is going to hell. In fact, there was a really interesting uh, Q and A with. John MacArthur and John Piper at the most recent Shepherds Conference. Okay. So Piper's up there, MacArthur's up there. And I, I can't remember who asked the question. Maybe it was Lawson. Somebody asked, what would you say to people who are of, you know, thinking like, wow, we're going to start experiencing more persecution. And so MacArthur goes on for like 10 minutes about like, it's definitely coming because the world is corrupt. And he goes into this whole thing about the world that's evil, it's wicked, and it's going to tear us apart. It's going to come after us and all this stuff. And he's not wrong in a lot of what he's saying. Uh, and then he gets to Piper, and Piper is like, yeah, see, I would just want to prepare people for the suffering. I would just tell them, yeah, this is what you're called to. And so it's this not- This is what Jesus said is going to and, happen. And it's not new. 
It's always been. Now it's 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 newer in some ways for us now, but it's new. And he, then he said, he goes, but John, like I'm concerned, like you're riling people up, and they they hear you, and then they're angry. Ooh. And what I want them to hear is I want them to come out of here humble. It was it was it was pretty dope. Wow. It was, it was, it was pretty it was a pretty good interaction. Wow, wow. Um, I wonder for some uh, some other people. I and, and now I'm looking more at church planters mm-hmm. or maybe maybe church revitalizers, right? Uh, I wonder if for some, they're trying to be cute. Oh, like they're sure. trying to grow their church. They're trying to make this happen. They're trying to differentiate themselves from everybody else. Right. And so the mission though gets like uh, confusing. It gets convoluted. It gets lost in, in, I guess, in practice and in preaching. Yeah. the me- I think the message is sometimes confused by a fear of saying hard things. Um, I think the message is sometimes confused because we want to be appealing and we want people to listen. Mm. I think the message is also confused because, um, yeah, we want to be clever. You know, we want to be cool. Like yeah. we want to, we want to have a different sort of a, we want to be the next, uh, who's that guy? Numa. Remember Numa? Rob Bell. Rob Bell. Yeah. Well, we don't want to be the next Rob Bell. No. For those, but like just that that captivatingness. Like, yeah. ah, the message is like how it's trendy, it's hip, it's 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 being said in a different way. I'm I'm, I'm contextualizing, I'm um hitting a, a certain subgroup, you know. Man, I remember I watched the first the first time I saw a Numa video. I think it was called Baggage. Mm. And I was blown away by what I saw. I just loved it. I thought like this is this is not a preaching of the gospel specifically, but it was a really good, cool thing. And I was like, "This is really interesting." Now, this guy's—it's the first time I've seen a Christian do something with production that was good. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then, but the more I watched, the more, the weirder they got. And the, the, worse yeah, the got. more yeah, concerning like, it became, okay, right? Like yeah. at the beginning, it was like this is thought provoking, right? Like it's thought provoking, it's well done. You know, there's things that were being said. That I was like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that maybe you know didn't have. The, the enough time to kind of unpack. Yeah. But then more and more it was like, oh, no. Yeah. The messages. <laughs> we're, we're on different messages. Yeah, this is, we're not preaching the same thing. We're not thing. preaching the same thing. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this, right? Um, the scripture says that we have one message, right? Um, in First uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus had His own central message as well, right? And it was, the kingdom of God has come. And while He said a lot of things, His central message was one of redemption. And the thing that He offered again and again was the forgiveness of sins. That's our message. Right, gospel message, mission given to us by Jesus, understanding of what the church is. The more we focus on these things and develop these things, I think the healthier we're going to be as churches. But we don't need to forget things like systems, vision, branding, personality, all that stuff is important, just not on the same level as mm. what we're talking about here. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook, slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, doctrineanddevotion.com, wait, slash contact. I'm not listening, dude. Don't ask me questions. I'm tuned out now. I'm already, I've moved on to the next thing. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, there's Fresh Pot every Monday and Thursday. Yeah, I can. Okay, there's I'm blog posts now. and video content yep. over at the website. Yeah, there is. 
And we want to thank you, our All Access subscribers. You guys are awesome. This is your banter of truth. You need listening either. You turned. You probably you got your weekday wisdom. They don't care. They're not listening. And sharing is caring. Okay. Let other people know why you are an All Access subscriber, that they too can get it on the Joe Faux Banter Fun by going to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all access. Later. Later.